Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. Vibrant Church, come on! I wish that you guys would clap like y'all excited about it today. Come on, are you excited to be in the house? Give it up. Give it up. We are pumped that you are here. Man, what an incredible day. Uh, man, what an incredible week it has, it has been. Uh, my name is Michael. My wife, Carmen, and I had the tremendous honor of serving this church family as lead pastors. And, and Carmen, she is still in here. Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. I just want you to, um, really quickly, we always give honor where honor is due. And uh, really quickly, I just want to honor my wife uh, because uh, on a day like today, come here, you're not getting it on you got to get up here. Y'all love Carmen? This is a woman right here that will move all the way across the nation to follow a dream that God has put inside of our hearts and would um, go all into it, be a mom, be a nurse, be a pastor's wife, be a worship leader, be a kid's pastor, be all the things at a drop of a hat when she's asked to be it, all for the kingdom all for the sake of the Big C Church. And I just want to honor my wife for a moment. Is that okay? It's all right. This woman right here has served in so many capacities in this church. And uh, anytime something needs to be done, she just dives in. She is the administrative hand that keeps this church rolling. Because uh, as you know, uh, typically, uh, you know, Non-organized people married organized people. That's how that typically works. So if she's the organized one, I'll let y'all figure the other side of that out, okay? So uh, I just want to give it up for my wife right now for everything that she does for this church. Can y'all honor her right fast? Just, just for me. Just for me. I love you, babe. As always, I want to take just a quick second, and I want to look directly into the camera, and I want to welcome all of our online family in. We have people that watch all around the nation, uh, and so I just want to thank you so much for getting your family together, watching church, celebrating with us. That balloon drop, hey, you're a part of this with us, so I want you to know that we love you. Uh, We're glad that you're here. Can we welcome our online family in today? Come on. And as always, uh, events like this and days like this don't happen without uh, tremendous leadership and vision behind that. And so uh, I want to honor uh, Lily, and uh, she's standing in the back. I won't make her come to the front. She'll get, she'll get mad at me. But uh, <laughs> uh, Lily literally spearheaded every part of what is happening today. She organized it, put it together, drove our teams, and made it happen. Can we honor Lily really fast? Thank you so much, Lily. We love you. Hey, who wants a who wants a car decal? Who wants a car decal for uh, anybody else want a car decal? Anybody else? All right, Mama T, here, 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 a car decal right there. Can you catch it? Can you catch it? Does anybody else want a car decal? Y'all want a car decal? So you? I'm sorry, we don't have any more. No, I'm just kidding. They just told me we have car decals all over. Hey. 
Dream Team, let's hand them out some car decals. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give me some music while that's happening. Like, make it happen. Let's, put, let's hand out some car decals. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, all right. Thank you so much, production team, for humoring me right now. You can be seated. Be seated. Hey, we got you some car decals. I want you to put them on your car, put them on your bumper, put them on your, your laptop or whatever. If you're going to drive crazy, put them on your laptop, not on your car. You know what I'm talking about? If you're going to have road rage, put them on, you know, you know, your kid's backpack or something. Do it a little differently, okay? This is more of an accountability to make sure y'all change lanes correctly from now on, okay? Um, no. <laughs> What a first year it has been. Praise God. Praise God. I, I just, man, I, I'm, this year has been a journey, no doubt. It's been a journey, and, and this week has been one that is a, a week full of reflection for me and my family. And, uh, I, you know, just really quick, where's my OG launch team people? My OG launch team. Y'all are here on launch day. You serving on launch day. Come on, stand up. Where's my OG launch team? Come on, stand up. Give it up for the OG launch team people. Day ones. Day ones. I love it. You know, we launched, the church launched, and then literally two days later, Imelda hit. <laughs> Imelda came and hit, and then, uh, then a pandemic happened. And, uh, and then through it all, God has been faithful. Amen? God has been faithful. There's a few people that actually wanted to stop into this service, and they wanted to deliver a very special message to you. Uh, we have a leadership overseers, uh, as well as people that we invest in, in missions, and they wanted to send you guys a very special happy birthday message. Can you tune into that for a moment? Check out the screens. Hey, we just wanted to come on here and wish you guys a happy birthday on your one yes. year. Wow, what an accomplishment. Yes. We hope you guys celebrate big. And we also wanted to say how much we appreciate you all the way 5,600 miles yes. from the Woodlands. And uh, in Vilnius, Lithuania, we're overlooking the city of Vilnius right. on Turokaunas. And uh, we just wanted to say thank you so much for all you guys do. You're making a difference yes. around the world. And uh, we appreciate it right here in Vilnius, Lithuania. We love you guys, and we wish you the very best on your very first birthday. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Bye. Hey, Vibrant Church, happy birthday on your first year. I'm, I'm so excited about everything that God has done over the last 12 months, and I'm believing that the next 12 are going to be even greater. I know the last few months have been rough for all of us all around the world, but the really great thing is God has sustained you. God has continued to bless and God is continuing to expand you. So uh, I'm just believing that his favor is on you and I'm celebrating with you all the way from here in New Orleans. Your NOLA fam over here is worshiping God for everything that he's doing through you. And y'all, hey, look forward to what's coming up because anytime there's a challenge, there's always a greater expansion of our responsibility. So love you, enjoy celebrating, eat lots of cake, cookie and ice cream, or insert whatever else they're providing today. In Jesus name, peace out. Vibrant Church, wow, one year old today. Man, those are the best birthday parties are for the one-year-olds. Uh, they get the cake out and you push their head in the cake, you know, if you're really kind of weird like that. And uh, in fact, that'd be a great thing for y'all to do with 
Pastor Michael Scobie, but please don't put cake. Maybe maybe some vegetables or, or, or something that just, you know, he gets a little nervous and a little anxiety around certain foods, but just celebrate with him. Hey, hey, you are so blessed to have the team that you have to, to have led you into and through this year. It has been a quite a unique year, but I got to tell you something. You, this church was born in adversity. You were born in a year that was difficult, that was, that was tough. Which means, which means through adversity, uh, things get resilience and things are strong. So if you, if you made it through your first year of 2020, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. This church is going to stand. It ought to let you know you're a part of something that it's not just fly by the night or a, a flash in the pan of success. But this thing is going to stand. And we celebrate with you from Parkway Life Church. My wife and I, Adina and I, we, we celebrate with you folks. We were behind you when you started and we'll be with you all the way through. We're excited about what God's doing at Vibrant Church. And you're blessed. You, you were prayed for before you before you arrived at this church. We knew that there would be a church family and, and we were praying for you and, and you are you are part of the body of Christ. And we, we love you from, from uh, Parkway Life Church and have a blessed day celebrating what you so deserve. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Get up for that. You know, there's so many things today that I could preach. There's so many things that are on my heart. Um, I'm so full of faith looking back at all that God has done for us and also thinking forward to what is God going to do in our church and our community in the future. But as I reflected on this year and reflected on where we're at as a church currently, I just wanted to share something with you that really, it could be an entire series, but I'm going to compress this down into one day here. Uh, so I'm only going to preach for about seven hours. Um, so... The rest of y'all that weren't laughing are used to me preaching seven hours. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but I, we're going to compress this down to one day today, and it was really all based around this one interview that happened. Uh, I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan. Anybody Kobe fans? Anybody? Okay, all three of you. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Kobe Bryant, when they won their first championship uh, with the Lakers, uh, he was asked, he was sitting next to Shaq, and they were asked about, okay, well, you won your first one. Well, how are you going to get back? And Kobe replied with something that was very profound, and he said, well, the same things that got us here are the things that are going to get us back there. We've got to continue to work hard. We've got to continue to have grit. We've got to continue to have more passion and more effort than anybody else that we play. And that's the way we're going to get back. You know, for me personally, I was looking at, at, at us as a church. You know, I don't think there's some switch that we flip one year in and, and it changes our, our course of growth. I really think that we're growing at such a strong pace and people are being changed and transformed and, and redeemed through the grace of Jesus. I really think that the same things that got us here this year will be the things that sustain us into next year. Amen? I really do believe that. And, and so church, today on our one-year birthday, I've, just, I've got to tell you the same things that got us here will sustain us into who God wants us to be as a church tomorrow. And, and so today I've got a message for you. It's, it's not a real super deep message, but I just want to kind of speak my heart to you today. Is that okay? Can I just give you some of my journal entries today uh, as a church planner, uh, as a pastor? Uh, one year in, I want to give you uh, uh, my journal entries. And, and we're going to kind of, uh, we're going to call it this, the church I see. The church I see. Can you look at your neighbor and tell him the church, or I see a church. The church I see, I see a church. Tell him. I see a church. I see a church. See, this is the vision that God has given us today at Vibrant. This is the vision that God has given us. Many of 
you are brand new. Uh, you're brand new. In fact, you may have just seen a Facebook ad and you're, you're a vibrant for the first time. And if you are, can we give it up like crazy for all of our first time guests? We love you. We're glad that you're here. So this is going to be brand new for you. If you're a first timer, or if you've been just coming for a little while, this is going to be brand new for you. But those of you that have been here since launch day, this will be something that you need a reminder of. It's a vision of where we're going as a church. Uh, our entire mission statement is that we are real people with a real passion to live vibrant life in Jesus. Uh, some of you are repeating that with me, but can we all do that together? We're real people with a real passion to live vibrant life in Jesus. We're going to dig in uh, into these statements that I see a church. I see a church. The first one is that I see a church where people have found a relationship with God instead of religion. Where living for God is no longer an obligation. It's a heartfelt desire. It's a heartfelt desire for you to live that vibrant life in Jesus that we want to see you do and that we talk about so often in church, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to know God. You have to know God. In fact, there are four things that we see in your life that if you do these four things, you'll live vibrant life in Jesus. We want to see you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. If you do those four things, we believe you're going to live in freedom, you're going to live with fulfillment in your life, and you'll live with a joy that you've never experienced before. I truly believe that, but they, the thing you've got to know about this system is that it's a building block system. You can't do the second one without the first one, and you can't do the fourth one without the second one. Don't try to, try to make a difference before you've known God. Because all you do at that point is, is get burned out and lay your head down on the pillow wondering what your purpose is. But we find our purpose inside of our knowledge, our connection with God, that gnosko, that, that connection with God. That's how we find our purpose. It's this building block process. But when we begin to know God, everything changes. Amen. When we know God, everything changes. In fact, we find this in John 17 and 3. It says this, now this is eternal life. What is eternal life? What is it? There's a colon here and it says, uh, so this is eternal life, that they know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. There is eternal life in finding and knowing Jesus. There is eternal life in knowing God. There is eternal life in that. You know, there was a man that, that recently came to our church, and I won't say his name, but there, there, there was a, a man that recently came, and he told me, he's like, man, I just got to be honest with you, I, I hate religion. I was like, well, good, me too. <laughs> and he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, no, you don't understand. We're not on the same page here. See, for us, everything that we do as a church, there's no hidden meaning to it. There's no secret back door alley or anything. Really, everything that we do is for you to, number one, get that on-ramp that you need to know God and you need to have a personal relationship with him. All of this was super fun, and we're going to have balloons, and we're going to do all We're going to have cake and do all this fun stuff in a little while. But all of this was for us to know God. Everything that we do, that we sing the songs, we have kids programs, we have student programs, we have all the things for you and your family to know God because there is eternal life in knowing God. Eternal life in knowing God. In fact, something I want to celebrate today is that over 90 people have given their lives to Jesus for the first time this year. Come on, that's awesome. That's worth celebrating. Celebrating. 
90 people had their lives completely changed by Jesus. That's incredible. I'm so thankful for that. The second one is that I see a church where people are continually taking steps in their spiritual journey with the goal of reaching new heights in every part of their lives. In every part. Your next step after you know God is to find freedom. Once you know God, you can truly discover freedom that only comes from Jesus. You won't find freedom in a person. You won't find freedom in, uh, in a new job, in money. You won't find freedom in a politician. Come on, somebody. Uh, you're not going to find politician in a government agency. You're not going to find freedom in any of that. You're going to find freedom only in Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus. And, and we find this in Ephesians 3 and 12. It says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Now, a lot of people love to go to the second word there. We love to approach the throne with confidence. But if you don't have freedom, that confidence don't mean nothing. Right? You've got to have freedom that, God, you have called me to something. You've called me away from something, but you've also called me to something. And we just did an entire series talking about how freedom changes the way that you, that the way that you look at yourself and the way that you live out your life. The third thing is I see a church full of people who are growing in God and discovering that God wants to use them to make a difference where every person is experiencing the kind of fulfillment that only God can give. Only God can give it. For this to happen, everybody in this building and everybody watching online right now has got to get a firm grasp on this one statement. This one statement, it's this. God made me on purpose for a purpose. Can you say that with me? God made me on purpose for a purpose. In fact, I wish you'd say it right now again, but I wish you'd point at yourself for extra emphasis. God made me on purpose for a purpose. And what that means is nobody can take that away. Nobody can strip that from you. Nobody has the power to take that from you. God made you on purpose for a purpose. You know, recently, uh, my wife and I, we painted our home. And uh, if you've ever, you know, you've ever looked at paint colors and tried to decide uh, paint colors, I didn't know how many shades of, of different colors there were. And it was like, oh, that's cool. That looks great. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so we painted our home. We got it and it looks beautiful and it's awesome. But literally the week after we painted our home, I got home and I put my bags down from work and, and I went to go look around and I, something caught my eye, folks. Let me just tell you, something caught my eye in that moment. I looked down in my freshly painted wall that just happened. There was a, a rather, um, uh, uh, a rather, extreme conceptual drawing on my wall in pencil. Yeah, that, that, my, that was my thought too. He decided that he wanted to draw the northern lights on our wall. Yeah, y'all's reaction is the same as mine right now. And, and so my first reaction was... My God, I'm about to get the spoon. Where's Carmen? Where's the spoon? Where's the spoon? Wait, right now, we're, he grounded until he's 19. We're not even at 18. He's telling you 19. Grounded until he's 70. I, that is not. And so we get him. And I was like, okay, Ethan, why, why, what happened here? Why'd you do this? And he said, I, it took him a little while to realize, oh, bro, I just messed up. Like, <laughs> bad. Like, I, I just messed up. And so I was trying to talk to him. I was like, why did you do this? And he replied with every kid's first instinct. It was an accident. 
I was like, bro, no. That was not an accident. You went and got that pencil, and you got a picture of the northern lights, and you decided you wanted to draw the northern lights on my freshly painted wall. That is not an accident. You know, so many times, you and I, we live life on accident, neglecting the purpose that God has given us. We neglect the purpose that God wrote for us, and, and, and he set it up thousands and thousands of years ago, but we live on accident, neglecting that purpose. What would happen if thousands of people that were a part of the vibrant family stepped in and decided today is the day I'm going to live on purpose? Today is the day I'm going to decide that God, I know God wants me to make a difference. I know that God made me on purpose, and I know that he's got a destiny for me that I need to step in. I'm preaching better than y'all responded today. (laughs) I wish that some vibrant family would realize I've got a purpose, and you're ready to step into that if you believe that I wish you'd clap your hands and say I'm gonna live on purpose (laughs) Ephesians 2 and 10 says for we are God's handiwork you are God's handiwork his handiwork created in Christ Jesus why to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do God's already set the table he's just waiting on you to sit down God already said it What does all of this mean for us as a church? I believe that Vibrant Church is a church full of confident people that God has given you a purpose and that nobody can take away. Not a man, not the news, not the government, not a pandemic. Nobody can take that away. But the God of all creation made you and put you together on purpose. The Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. What if we lived like it? What you can do today is maybe, maybe this sounds great and you're like, man, this, this is amazing. I want to do that. You could do what Pastor Sean was talking about earlier. You could step right into next after church today and you can start discovering your purpose. You can start going through spiritual gifts assessment and, and, fi- and your disc assessment and find out why God made you. You can go do that. Uh, really, can, let, me, let, me, let me set it up this way. Can you answer this one question? This one question. Why did God make me? If you can't answer that question, you need to go through next. Why did God make me? Why did God make me? I'm going to move on here. Uh, the next one is, I see a church where God uses ordinary people. That's me. That's you. Serving the people of our city so that in turn, they would open up their hearts to God. I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, why do we serve so much? Why do we go all out and we serve, serve, serve? Is it just, is it just about doing all the things? And it was a great question. But I kind of referred them back to a prayer that I pray every day that actually my pastor's grandmother uh, prayed. And, uh, and it's a powerful prayer that I pray, and it's this. It says, Father, let my light shine before people in such a way that they may see my good works and glorify you. See, it's not about the works. It's about them seeing the works and glorifying your God. It's about them seeing those works. See, Jesus was the ultimate servant leader. Jesus was the ultimate one that stepped before people and decided he wanted to serve. The one that was prophesied about that would be the Messiah would then change the world. But he knelt down and washed the feet to show the disciples what he was really all about. See, the true example of servant leadership that Jesus showed us was he was a voluntary servant who submitted himself to a higher purpose, which was beyond his own personal interest or the interest of his own. 
He was a leader who used the power that was entrusted to him to serve others. He was a servant who out of love served others, others' needs before his own. But overall, he was a teacher who taught his followers in word and deed how to become servant leaders themselves. Why do we serve? Why is our church so much about serving? Why do we have so many serve events and serve days? Why was our recap video, half of it, about us mowing grass and putting up lights and doing things, why, delivering uh, meals to, to policemen and firefighters? Why was, why was all of that about that? Because we don't. it's not really about the serving. It's about them glorifying the God of the serve. I believe that our church has called us to serve. Just to be honest with you, if we don't do it, who's gonna? God has carved out an opportunity for us. Serving is not about us, but it's also all about God. It's all about God. It's about having the humility to understand that we're not too big to wash feet. In fact, me as a pastor, I just gotta tell you, every week, I clean toilets at this church. I'm not too big to clean toilets. It's about to serve. It's about the glory to God. The next one is I see a, the church, or I see a church that is committed to raising, training, and empowering a leadership generation of young, uh, young people who will go from this place and change the whole world. Change the whole world. Change it. I believe in young people. I was a youth pastor for 12 years, devoted my life to young people. My wife and I stayed up for way too many lock-ins. I'm done with that. Brady, you can have that, homie. I'm done. I was there. I, I believe in young people, and our church believes in young people. If you don't notice, we have young people serving all over our campus today, whether it's in kids. We have young people in production today. Young people all over this house serving. Why? We invest in them. We care about them. We, we, we want Why? Because we're helping invest in their purpose. It's more than just running a light board. It's about developing a leader. It's more than just playing a guitar. It's developing a leader. And we're developing leaders that are going to change our community and change the culture. Amen? That's the church I see. I see a church that never stops searching for lost people because God never stops searching for us. Lost people is what everything that we do on Sundays is what it's about. I see a church so attractive and refreshing that the buildings will struggle to contain the increase. That bu- I, man, I wish y'all would amen that. That buildings will struggle to contain the increase. We are a spirit-filled, life-giving church. And in fact, I had somebody a few weeks ago stop me in a coffee shop. And uh, it was a really funny situation. I was wearing a vibrant shirt. Uh, as I normally do out while I'm out in the community, I was wearing a vibrant shirt, and he said, oh, you're the vibrant guy. I was like, oh, that's cool. I got a name, too. It's cool. That's all right. That's all right. And he's like, you're the vibrant guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Michael. Great to meet you. And he was like, bro, I just got one question. I got one question. Apparently, he saw one of our, our Facebook posts, and he was like, hey, man, what, I, got, I got one question. Are those people really that happy all the time, or you got them faking He looked at me like Elmer Fudd. I was like, get out of here, bro. I was like, no, literally, we're not, there's no fake here. There's a joy that comes with buying in to vibrant life in Jesus. It makes church, it makes Jesus so attractive that you can't help but be drawn to it. 
It makes serving God so attractive that when you wake up on Sunday morning, instead of going, oh my God, one more snooze, one more snooze, I just, I got to, you go, no, I'm excited about getting to the house. I can't wait to do church with my family today. I can't wait to connect with my church family and do life together. And what we're seeing is the impact of that. We've had over 35,000 watch our online services this year. Over 35,000 people. Look, at, look around you. Look, we put out all the chairs we got right now. We went and got more from storage. We, we got, we're, we're filling up in here. We're going to have to put out more next week. This is incredible. We're filling up. We're doing great things. We're making it where you can distance and, and, and do all of the things. This is great, okay? I believe this speaks this message right here, that church is becoming attractive. I believe there's a culture shift where church used to be, eh, I'm not going to go to church today. I want to be a, a trend-setter church where we change the culture. That church is not a drudgery, but I can't wait to get to church. I can't wait to serve God with my family. I can't wait to get here. And the great thing is, is that we're seeing right now, there are thousands of people in our city that need vibrant life in Jesus. But the reality is, our building is only so big. That's the reality of our, of, our, of our situation. So I gotta tell you, we're growing and God is doing some amazing things. And, 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 but I've got, some, I've, got, I've got some great news for you. You ready? Y'all ready for some great news? Starting October 4th, we're going to two services, 9, 15, and 11 a.m. You can choose a service. Come on, clap your hands if you're excited about it. What does that mean? That means if the Texans are playing at noon, you can still make it to church. Come on, somebody. I thought of that. You got it. You can still make it to church, but here's what it also means, is that we're going to be clearing out some room for you to bring some people. For you to bring some people. Y'all like that coffee mug? Is that pretty cool? Oh, it's like vibrant branded and all that. Y'all like a coffee mug? Who wants a coffee mug? Mama T, I just gave you that. Who, who wants a coffee mug? Tay, come here. Come here. Come here. Tay's getting this coffee mug right here. Come on, let, give it up for Tay. Give it up for Tay. Do y'all want one of those? Oh, I, they just told me in my ear. They just told me something. Everybody is getting one of these coffee mugs when you show up on October 4th for one of two services. Come on now. Come on now. But here's the thing. We're going to give you a free coffee mug, and you can put coffee and Jesus in it, and that's all the thing. But I want you to bring a friend with you, okay? I want you to bring a friend with you. I wish y'all bring so many people, we run out of stuff. Just bring, bring people with you. Here's the thing. Saved people, save people. Go out and find some of your friends that need Jesus. Go out and find some of your friends and say, man, I've got a church that you need to go to. It's a church that has changed my life. I'm telling you, it's not like any church you've ever been to. You need to come to church with me, and you better bring them on October 4th. We're starting a brand new series that's, that's super practical, and it's called My Big Fat Mouth. All right, it's called My Big Fat Mouth. We're going to talk about our words. We're going to talk about how they affect us, and I want you to bring somebody with you on October 4th. You're going to do it? Let me know. Let me know. Raise your hand. Come on. Let me know. Let me know. You're going to bring somebody? All right. Bring somebody with you. I see a church that is so kingdom-minded that they will count whatever the cost and pay whatever the price to see revival sweep our land. 
With that comes a responsibility, as Pastor Monty was saying in his address to you earlier. We are his kingdom-minded over our kingdom-minded. And we're going to two services, but I have to be very realistic with you and tell you that two services is not the end game. We will continue to grow and go to three services, but there is a limit at what this building can do. So I have to give you some good news is that we have begun conversations with the, uh, with the brokers about the possibility of opening up and expanding and doubling our space and going next door into the next 6,500 square feet. Come on. We're in talks with it. We're in talks and we're talking about what that's going to look like and uh, whether it's this or we purchase a building or we build or whatever that looks like. I just got to tell you right now, interject, thank you so much for investing in missions. We've invested over $27,000 in missions outside this building. Okay, foreign missions, local missions, national missions, church planters. We were a, a part of church planting all across the nation. And you've done this. You've done this. Okay, I want to thank you for that. But I want to tell you, but also moving forward as we go into this thing, can I just challenge you for a moment? I need y'all to hop on this thing with me. Today, if, if, you, you, know, if you invest consistently in tithe and offering and tithing consistently, I want to tell you thank you so much. Give it up for yourself. I thank you so much. You're faithful in your tithing, you're giving. Thank you. But what I want to tell you is we do have a second part of our giving platform, and it's called Forward. And essentially that is our building fund. Okay, that is our building fund. I want to tell you right now we are beginning a campaign where we need to raise $250,000 towards a build-out. Right now, and I know somebody went, mm, mm. <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic? Absolutely. Because what I've seen is that when we give to things like that, God multiplies back to us. It's happened time and time again. I could tell you stories, but I want to tell you, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I want you to go before God with your family, and I want you to look at this and say, God, what are you calling us to give? If you're tithing consistently, I want, I want to call you to go on top of that. I don't know what that looks like. If you're not tithing yet, I want to challenge you to start tithing. You're, for, for your finances to be blessed, I want you to start that. Start putting that law of sowing and reaping inside of your family. Put that in there. But I want to tell you, the vision moves at the speed of your generosity. Okay? We could fill this building up 15 times, and all it's going to do is make all of us uncomfortable. But if we all invest in this thing together and we get in here and we say, I'm going to be a part of that. I'm going to be a part of knocking that wall down. I'm going to be a part of making it where hundreds more can be a part of this thing. And we can run multiple services with double size of the building. We can do that and we'll continue to grow and we'll continue to make this thing happen. But I want to challenge you today that be a church that I'm, I'm, I just, there is nothing that I won't do to invest in the kingdom. Amen. The church, I see a church that realizes that none of this can happen on its own ability. I see a church where Jesus is famous and all glory goes to God. Amen. We launched, when we launched a year ago, we had a theme. And in fact, it was our first sermon series. Uh, and it was called This Is Living. And it's on the back of our new merch uh, that we unveiled today. Uh, musicians and band, please come. Uh, when I think of our first year of a church, I really think about uh, the story of Lazarus and you know, the story of Lazarus is, is incredible. Uh, Jesus was there with his disciples, and they come tell Jesus. They say, hey, um, your friend, the one that you love, Lazarus, is dead. 
The thing that I found that was very interesting in that moment is directly after he found out, Jesus stayed there for two more days. What does that mean? You can be patient in your problems because Jesus is, and he's in control of it all. You can be patient in your problems. Then he says, let's go. Let's go. I want to, it's time to go. Two days later, it's time to go to Judea. But the problem was with that was that he had just come from there, and they were trying to stone him and his disciples. Are you sure you want to go back there, Jesus, they asked. Are you sure you want to go back? He said, I want to encourage you that sometimes you have to go through troubled waters on your way to victory. Sometimes the waves may look overwhelming, You may get a little seasick when the waves are going up and down, but I'm telling you, you've got to hang on because your destiny's on the other side. When they get there, the family essentially thanked Jesus for coming to the funeral. (laughs) They thanked him for coming, gave him a little side hug, and said, man, thanks for coming to the funeral. Thanks a lot, Jesus. Would have been great if you were here like two days ago. Would have been great. Everybody else looked at the situation and said, man, it's just too big. The situation's too big. We can't do it. It's going to require too much. He's dead. He's gone. There's nothing that we can do about it. But thankfully, Jesus saw it differently. Jesus told them in the moment, all the family is around, and Jesus said, hey, pull that stone away. They pulled the stone away. He peeked in. And he replied with two words, come out, come out. See, too many times in your life, the situation has looked rough. How is it going to happen? How is my family going to make it through? But I've got to tell you that Carmen and I decided a long time ago as a family, and we've decided as a church that we're not going to see it with our own eyes. It may look dead and gone. It may look rough. It may look like a pandemic. It may look like a hurricane. It may look like a recession, but I'm not going to see it through that. I'm going to see it through the eyes of Jesus. And I'm going to peek into that grave where it looks dead. And I'm going to do what Jesus gave me the authority to do. I'm going to peek into the grave and I'm going to say, come out. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Pastor Michael, what are you saying? I'm saying some of you right now are ready for your miracle at the end of 2020 and into 2021. And I'm just going to tell you, it begins with you walking and peeking into the grave and doing what God has already given you the authority to do. Come out. See, this year might have been rough for the church. It might have been, oh man, the waves are crashing. It's all over the place. But I'm telling you, 2021 is about to be greater. This church was born in adversity, but we're about to be born into victory today. But we're going to do it by saying, come out, come out, come out. Come on, I wish you'd stand all over this house today. Stand all over this house. What does this is living mean? What does this is living mean? What does this is living mean in this house? I tell you what it means for our church is that you look at your situation and you begin to declare, this will be the best year that I've had in my life. I don't care what the past may look like. I don't care that it may have looked dead before. But today I'm saying, come out. 
I wish you'd say come out today. Because when Jesus said come out, Lazarus came out of the grave and he looked like he had been taking a nap. Your miracle's not dead. It might just be waiting on you to wake it up. It might be waiting on you to step into authority and saying, this is living. I live with faith. I live with victory. I live with salvation. I live with redemption. I live with fulfillment because Jesus has changed my life. Has Jesus changed your life today? Today, we're going to close out a little bit different. Y'all want to do it with me? We're going to count down three, two, one. But on zero, we're going to sing. But I want you to have the biggest Holy Ghost Jesus party that you've ever thought about having in your life. If you got just a little bit of dance in you, I wish you did. Some of you ladies might need to just take the heels off for a moment and just kind of step around and have a little Jesus party because you're going to say, come out, come out, come out. Are y'all ready to do this? We're going to count it down. We're going to count it down. Here we go. Three.
but the party is not. Please do not go home. We've got jumpies for your kids. We've got bunt cake. Can I get an amen from somebody on the bunt cake? We've got Cokes. We've got, hey, we've got a professional photographer here. Gonna take your pictures and print it out on a strip like the old school photo booths. So please do not go home. Hey, and if y'all don't believe in a God, we ordered these long sleeve shirts back in August. It is 75 degrees today, guys. Come on now. So don't hang out here in the building. Go out in the parking lot, mingle, talk, get a bunk cake, get some coke, send your kids to the jumpy and get them tired. So that way when you go home, you gotta, gotta deal with their craziness. Man, just have a good time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Can we give it up for everybody that was here today? Thank you, thank you. We'll see you next Sunday.